0: The corpses have disappeared, leaving everything, even their underwear, behind. And for some films, underwear, instead of impressions, are the most they can expect to leave behind. Allow the cast of Cthulhu to be your guide through the world of cinematic Lovecraft inspirations from the superb, to the truly cosmically horrific. I am Jim Roner, And I'm James McCormick. And neither of us are robot cats, but today we will be talking about 1987's Lily Cat, written by Hiroyuki Hoshiyama and directed by Hisayuki Toriyumi. Um. a okay yeah so this is a an anime obviously Mm -hmm. um that there are two versions of so james uh, james and i can actually talk about well james can talk about both i can just talk about the english dub which is currently available on the roku channel but james also watched the japanese um subtitled version which i i am intrigued about um but yeah i i i am I don't. I don't know how much I'll have to say about this because James basically at the, at the tail end of our last episode was like, "Imagine this movie is like Alien, but with some of the thing." And this movie is Alien, with but some with of- some of the thing. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's I, I was I was watching it and I was enjoying it, but it's one of those things that I'll say like, if you have never seen either Alien or the Thing and you watch this movie, then like, oh, cool, you like this? Go watch those movies. But if you've seen Alien and the Thing. You don't really have much reason to go back and watch this movie unless you're like a huge anime fan, um, unless you're um, huge into the work of, you know, um Yumi or even, you know, Studio Piero that uh, produced it. Um Yumi was one of the co-founders of that studio. Um, he got to start directing and planning shows like Speed Racer and, and Gotcha Man. Yeah. Um, and Studio Piero uh, is most famous for producing Yu Yu Hakusho and Naruto. Hey. Big, big, um, big, big time stuff still, you know? Yeah, no, Naruto is, is huge. I mean, I'm not even big into anime, but I've, exactly. I have heard of that title, obviously. Exactly. Um, I actually used to have a, a co worker that um, his joke was like he used to run out of the kitchen up the ramp with like the Naruto thing with like sticking his arms out in the back. Um, and I actually, and you know what? I've never watched an episode, but I know what that is. Yeah, but you know exactly what it is, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's ingrained in pop culture. Yeah. Um, and also um, for our uh, xenophobic, strictly American audiences. Um, Studio Piero uh, was outsourced to do animation for Green Lantern Emerald Knights and Hmm. some episodes of The Legend of Korra, the, of course, sequel to The Last Airbender, the fabulous Nickelodeon um, show, not the atrocious M. Night Shyamalan atrocity. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Like, this was perfectly fine and entertaining. um, And, you know, one of those animes that I would have sought out as a a young teenager because like, oh, this is cartoons, but there's actually some some cool violence and nastiness in here. Yeah. yeah, um, right. But, but it's like, if I, I can't stress enough, if you have not watched this movie, which if you haven't also, why you're listening to this episode, <laughs> but if you've seen alien, you've seen this movie, even down to the fact that there is a computer that controls the ship that they call mother, mother. like, exactly. you know, I mean I think they, they call it like it's it's mothership mother ship or motherboard, but they, the shorthand is mother. When they're type when they are typing messages to yeah. it, they are saying mother, mother and, and prompting it with questions and it is responding in cryptic terse fashion just like in Alien. And there is a motley crew of some scientists, but mostly kind of blue collar workers, just like Alien, and there's something loose right. on the ship that is killing people in shadows just like Alien. <laughs> I can't stress enough again, if you've seen Alien You've seen this movie,
1: yeah. And you know what? I agree. But while well, the one thing I'll bring up is what I like. What they did with the, you know, yes, it's straight up the, the you know, alien with the thing. But what I like the little difference that they try to throw in was the uh, stowaways, yeah, on board. Mm. And what I liked about that was you got two things, like to me, that actually makes a lot of sense. In like, I'm I'm surprised more sci-fi in space and with, you know, long excursions it doesn't do this more often where someone would, you know, a criminal would go, you know what? I can like stow away for 20 years mm-hmm. and, and age only about a year. Yeah. And then I'm gone for 40 years. If I come back and mm-hmm. most of the people that were looking for me are going to be dead or old, too old anyway. Yeah. And especially if you don't have a family. And the other thing I liked about it was, when the captain talks about being two hundred fifty years old because he's just been doing doing this over and yeah. over mm-hmm. to the point where he has no family, no friends because they've all been dead for hundreds of years, and also the the, the sadness of it, where he's like a man out of time because he's he, he's he never can catch up with the technology enough and all the newfangled stuff, so it's like. He just decides, okay, well, I'll just go back on another trip. Yeah. It's actually really, really sad because it's like not only him, the sci- you know, like the main girl, that like not the main girl, but like the his his second in command, the other workers that he's been with, all the, you know, like between one hundred and fifty and two hundred years, and you are like, wow, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, because even like something like Alien, like Aliens does it in the sense where Ripley comes back and her daughter's dead
0: or very old. Oh, very very yeah. old,
1: but I think they allude yeah. to that she died yeah. a few years and, and 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 that's sad, but that's like it. Like you don't really hear too much even like other other movies that do it they don't really like push the point of that where it's like oh, it'd be 20 30 years. That's yeah, you you're, you're leaving behind everything. Yeah. And like even like when when the captains with the 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 shaggy looking guy... Um, you know, and he's, and he's like, well, why do you do, well, I don't know, like, I, I thought it'd be good, but then you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, you're, you're gonna look good, but the people that you're, that your bosses, they're either gonna be dead or retired by the time you get
0: back. Yeah, there's, right? there's certainly an interesting element there of, especially, yeah, th- it's a, a cool little kind of mystery element of, yeah, there's a message that comes from the yes. corporate headquarters. Like, there are two people on board who are not employees, and they shouldn't be there. Right. So the movie does have for a little bit this like, this suspense and tension because like, who are these two characters? Now it doesn't last a super long time. No, no, it doesn't. Um, this movie is if if you've watched the the dub version on the Roku channel, it's an hour and seven minutes long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a um, a guy who. Uh, murdered a bunch of drug dealers right. um, because – was it his sister overdose or someone – yeah, his sister his overdosed. Sister, his
1: sister overdosed and – well, became a prostitute, a drug addict, and then overdosed because of them. So he just does. killed them all in broad daylight. And, yep, in cold blood yeah, and, uh, and revenge. Yeah.
0: And then the other guy who is a stowaway is the police officer who is chasing after him because – That ruined the case they were building around this entire ring basically this entire drug dealing ring So it's a cool little element, but it solved itself pretty quick But there there would have been some potential there of that. I that idea of the uh, Not not necessarily like the the timelessness of Flesh, but just what does it mean to kind of be? Human to exist when it's like yeah, I mean technically I'm 250 years old, right? Um, but everyone, and, and when you think about it, yeah, everyone that you know will have died. Right. Everyone that they had, all, like generations of people will have died. You, you would get back to Earth and it would not look like the Earth that you left behind. Right, exactly. And that's an intriguing concept to me, but it doesn't dwell in that for too long. Like that's the existential kind of crisis stuff that I think would have made this a more Lovecraftian story right. instead of just, right. like, there's, there's kind of shades of Lovecraft here just because the creature is kind of weird and tentacle looking but other than that like i said it's 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 alien meets the thing right. so that's that's kind of it um but without even the dread um or hopelessness of those two movies because it has a happy ending the you know sure everybody dies i suppose except for our two leads um but the creature is dead as well and there's kind of like okay well we can we can move on and we can live some semblance of a happy life i suppose right on
1: this on this planet yeah no exactly i mean and of course i th- always think that's like something which is weird cuz like a lot of anime especially like some of the darker stuff usually don't have happy endings either like they'll they'll have like a real gut punch or yeah. or like or ambiguous like where it could be kind of happy but also like or you know the char- let's say it's like vampire hunter D which you know um not really a happy ending like you know everyone's no. dead and like you know he's a tragic character so it's like oh okay
0: i guess he won right you know it's like good. <laughs> I mean, sure. He, he he certainly killed the Count, but then he he developed some type of romantic relationship with this woman who he could never be with because she's a human and, exactly. and she will die and he will not. Right, yeah.
1: exactly. So, like, I mean, ultimately, you know, it has, like, this quote-unquote happy ending. And, and I'll be honest, like, the Japanese one and the American, like, they're basically the same. Like, it's not much different. Like, just some yeah, sure. just some, like, uh, references are a little different, you know, and like, I do, I do love, like, the, the, the captain in you know in either version like like he just looks like if Wolverine was um Abraham Lincoln and he's like, and he's like <laughs> yeah well yeah. you know and he's like I love I love that character because he's just like straight to the point he's like one of the one of the smartest captains in like a film like this where it's like what the hell's going on let's go like he, <laughs> he doesn't you know or even when the whole thing is going on with like the stowaways he's like I don't give a shit. who cares <laughs> as long as they don't hurt anybody I don't yeah. care like mm-hmm. let's just I've done I've with this shit before and everyone else is like ooh and then let me ask you something about the whole because you find out that the Australian cop character is the one that somehow woke you know got woke up from the cryo sleep before everyone else did mm-hmm. and switched you know went in and deleted half of the you know the message yeah, yeah. why would he do that Cause then he still didn't know who the, who the, the stowaway was, right? Like, like he's asking the questions, like, like it's not like he was like playing along. He, like, he just didn't like the, the, you know, the the Japanese character, but like, he doesn't know until
0: he actually admits it. Right. Yeah. That's a, right? that's, like, that's like, a good point. Cause he, I mean, I guess <clears throat> maybe because, he does kind of take the lead on interrogating people. I guess, but Um, so it's maybe so that the interrogation and discovery is in his hands versus the crew's hands. But even that is kind of right. It it doesn't, it doesn't really make a dramatic difference in how the plot would unfold. I don't think. No.
1: And like, it's the funny thing about it is like it, it, to me, that whole, like the interrogation thing was an interesting take. It's almost like the, uh, like a, a, take of like the blood sample from the thing where it's like who, yeah mm-hmm. but it's not about who's the alien it's more or the, the creature but it's what's weird about it is like while it's going on people are fucking dying like crazy like every every five minutes oh two more two more um members have died off screen you're like what the hell from, mm-hmm. from like legionnaire's disease i'm like okay like how <laughs> like you know what i mean at first you're like wait it's just an infection and then all the bodies start disappearing and then it's like Leviathan or something, which is kind of funny. It's like they're kind yes. of forming into one big creature that is a really creepy looking creature, especially at the end when it's dying. It's yes. one of the best yeah. animated, se- like I think one of the best, because it's like holy shit, this thing is like it's it's almost like if the thing was like screaming in space on fire, which now I wish I saw that. I, I you know I wish there was a film where the you know the xenomorphs were fighting the thing imagine if that
0: morphed together like that is yeah that is that is kind of like cool. like like dark um, horse it, never thought of that you know <laughs> um and yeah it, it is the the creature design is one of the cool things yeah. which is a, a good way to kind of get into the next point of yeah the monster designs were done by a guy named Yosh- yoshitaka amano um who even if you're not familiar with the name you're familiar with some of his work he also did the designs for vampire hunter d bloodless which was the sequel to the original yeah. vampire hunter d yeah. Um, the very first Final Fantasy, and not not like designs for the video game, but for like the posters, the promotional artwork, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he won the 1999 Bram Stoker Award for his collaboration with Neil Gaiman um, on Sandman, the Dream Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, and, and this, this movie does a, a good job like Alien uh, does. I was about to say like the thing does. The thing does not do this. But like mm-hmm. Alien does, where it doesn't show you much. Right. Um, it shows you kind of like a lot of things, people just kind of getting dragged off or the or the screams and cut to black or cut to a new scene until... And so it gives you kind of traces of it until you kind of see it. And it is very much a alien, not of Earth, like, I don't recognize what this thing it is. Yeah. I, I, as someone coming from Earth, this is not anything that, that looks like anything that we are used to. Um, right. And I also thought it was kind of fun slash silly where even um, this creature does secrete something, which melts through acid, but it's not the blood. They're saying like it's bacteria that's eating everything, is, is what they're how they trace it. But it's like, yeah, once again you have this alien right. creature which can eat through the hole. Like, yeah, come on guys, this is this is alien. What what I love
1: about it though is like it's whatever the this this fucking, you know, bacteria is but like I love every time like and it doesn't happen often, but you have a couple of stupid people that go, What's going on in that hole? Let me look. Well, mm-hmm. like if 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 I see like this titanium metal melting away, I would I would just be scared of like of something acidic hitting me and like burning me alive.
0: Yeah, like, no, I, I I don't want that on my skin. No,
1: so it's like, but well, let me go look at it, and then like you see like the weird like pink tendrils crawling over, and like oh you're no. dead, like you're the next mm-hmm. you're dead, and like and like, you know like each character, I mean, and again they're not the stupidest characters which i appreciate they you know like they're going you know one person's going to the medical unit the 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 one girl and she hears something and then you don't see and then it's just her clothes so like you don't see how the creature got her but it waits for people to be alone like Mm -hmm. like the xenomorph and like the thing it's but again that's like not i mean it's not a trope i mean that's what a creature would do like why, you know, it's not the predator when a predator likes sometimes to like battle like five people at once, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, this was fun. They, they're more like, you know, um, like animal, you know, animals, I guess you could say, like they're creatures of habit and like, okay, I need to keep devouring this And like, and again, what I also appreciate is like, as opposed to the weirdest thing about it is like, you know, like, like alien, there's a there's something going on with like the corporation, yeah. yeah. But it's mm. not. But, but the funny thing about it, it's like they didn't go there to find this thing. It just so happened to get brought onto the ship because it sensed it, whatever it was, like twenty, like because I think it got in there, like, like I forgot how long they said it was there for, but I think it was for a while. Yeah, like, maybe almost twenty years.
0: Like it, I think the that, that's the number that's occurring, right? Because yeah. I think
1: they got out 20, 20 years and a month. Like after, which was you know the whatever amount of time, but you what what I find interesting it's like it wasn't like how you know Whalen yutani said oh go to this planet go to this moon go wherever and they knew something was up and like they you know had the you know the android to be there to make sure everyone basically dies and we get this creature like they knew this there was, there was a creature there.
0: But there is still the element of, once this thing is discovered, mm-hmm. the crew is expendable. And there, though, oh, yeah. those words aren't explicitly said, but it's still like, but what's most important is this thing, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: like, even when, when they're asking Mother, like, oh, um, will, we, you know, will we survive? No. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, it doesn't even bother. It's like, no, you're not going to survive this because you're just people. This creature's beyond you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and both Alien and The Thing have a scene where they're talking yes. to a computer, being like, "What are the chances of survival?" Yeah. And it's like there there is none, right, basically. Right, right.
1: And I, I, you know, I kind of like that, you know. And that, and you know, again, that is a trope, you know, by these films and this, and like beyond, you know. There's, I mean, hell, you look at something like even like Event Horizon. There's no hope for them, you know what I mean? No, like, no. like, like it was. But again, that's why because it was all intended to, to go there and see the horrors of it, and, like, get more souls, I guess you could say. This is like, oh, we just lucked out. We found this creature that, like, could be beyond what we could be imagined. But, but what I find weird is that there was a real cat that gets horribly mutilated, and then there's the cyborg cat, Lily cat, that nobody okay. would understand. You know what I mean? Like, nobody would
0: notice? Like, Thank you for yeah. clarifying that for me, because I assume the cat... Was Lily Cat the entire time? See, I you know what? The first time I watched it, I
1: thought the same thing. I go, oh, okay, but then watching it again, I'm the you know, you know, both versions say basically the same, but I'm like watching and going, wait, the the actual Lily cat, the real cat gets horribly like sucked through by the creature. Then mm-hmm. but then, like I think from the very beginning, there is a cyborg cat as well, like because, the idea is, like, cats just kind of wander around. So it makes yeah. sense. Like, it does make sense. But it's just kind of weird that it just so happens, like, they actually see the cat getting horribly killed. And then later on, they yeah, go, wait, yeah, Lily, like, how how is Lily? You know, because even, like, what's, you know, the captain goes, Lily, like, what do you, you know, like, even he's like, how the hell is this cat here? And it doesn't yeah. even, like, try to be friendly. It's just like, I'm going to try to kill you. And it's like,
0: okay, flamethrower time. And then the face comes off, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you see, it's a robot. Yeah. Um, now, clarify one thing for me because I'm pretty sure I, I'm I'm clear on this, yeah, but yeah. Lilycat, otherwise known as Master to Mother, right? right. <laughs> um, don't get those those two titles mixed up. Um, was kind of the not embodiment, not manifestation, but it was a a physical component to ensure that the mission of the ship. It, it like is it comes to fruition, right? Like at first, when the cat showed up, I'm like, oh, or when we when it was first revealed that Lily Cat was the was um a robot, I was like, oh, so this is like the ship's defense mechanism, and it's going to help them against the creature. But no, that wasn't the case, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's what I assumed at first too. Like the first time I watched it, like years ago, I go, oh, it's a little different. But it's like, oh no, it's 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 there to make sure that whatever mission has to happen. Like that, mother gets from itself or from corporate. This is here just to kind of be the eyes and ears beyond mother, you know, like where mother can see certain things. You know, when we see Lily Cat kind of watching people get murdered and like yeah. looking and watching the creature and, you know, kind of going, okay.
0: But Jonesy watches people get killed. Oh, John, too.
1: Because Jonesy's just a dick. He's a real cat. <laughs> you know? You know well, like yeah, like I. Like uh, I, I swear, like you know, my cat Frank, he wouldn't give a shit if I was getting
0: like ripped apart by a, by an alien. and would be like, okay, you know, bye. if if you and not just you <laughs> specifically, James, but you <laughs> as uh, out there in the general audience as cat owners, yeah. died in your apartment and no one came to check on you within 24 hours, your cat would start eating oh. you because your cat has right. to. Eat. It's
1: going to eat your eyes first. You're like like your tongue. Yep. Like the nice, mm-hmm. the, the, the juicy parts first and then go, you know, cause that's the joke. Like the, there's all these memes. There's like the artwork of like a woman dying. And then the cat just like sitting on top of the dead body. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Your,
0: your, your dog may sit and mourn you. Yeah. Your cat's going to eat you. Your cat's like, no, I, I gotta, I gotta it's, survive, it's,
1: man. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like the dog will like mourn. And then if it's desperate, will eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. after a while, like, oh, I'm, I'm starving. Uh, but I'll wait a little longer. Cats is like, oh, you're dead. Uh, nobody's coming. It's been like 10 hours. I'm fucking hungry. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's And it's funny like that when you think about it. And, and, you know, but they're pets. You know, we love we love our cats. It's just, we we know, as long as you know, your cat doesn't give a shit fully about you. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's taken years, but, you know, Frank will actually sit next to me and let me pet him. Like, he doesn't care. But I know there's always that one moment, that, that that lizard part of their brain, where it's like, "I'll, I'll just kill you," like when yeah. you least expect it. I, I could just jump on top of you and like rip your throat out while you're asleep. And it's like, yeah, you know, I know that. And I think if I yeah. if I kind of say it out loud, he knows I know. So I'm always like on the watch, you know.
0: But of course, we should probably get back to Lilycat, otherwise known as computerized animal shaped technological yes. robot. Um <laughs> one one brief, not even tangent that I want because it's still connected to the film. But the the guy that is the voice actor of Captain Mike yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, Mike Hamilton, there he is. Yeah. Where oh. okay, so you've seen a lot of shit. Where else would I know? Because his voice sounds so familiar and I can't yeah. like even going through because he's got a ton of voiceover credits, including anime doves, I'm like, where would I know this guy? You know from?
1: what's funny? Like I'm trying to think because I, I again, like you said, that voice right there. I know. Mm-hmm. And then same yeah. thing with oh excuse me the same thing with the um the guy who plays um Hero the, the the Japanese character Hero yeah. Bob Bergen he's like you know he played you know like every you know, again actually oh that just blew my mind he played Porky Pig in Looney Tunes back in action Okay <laughs> so I All mean right. you look you go oh, oh oh 274 credits you know like he's actually playing Oh, it's actually the guy who plays Porky Pig now. That was Hero. Okay. It makes sense Mm. because he has a nice, like, calming voice, you know. But, yeah, like, like, you know, you look through, it's like all these people have worked on a million things, you know. And and I kind of – it's kind of what I love about, like, animation and, like, you know, like, voice actors. Like, I I think he still does it. But Rob Paulson, you know, of course, Yakko – from everyone, you know, like, just one of my favorite voice actors. He, mm-hmm. t- you know, what I, what I love about him is, like, he'll talk to other voice actors, and they'll just mess around and, like, do their voices, but, like, be the most vile, like, like disgusting, like, cursing. Like, you know, you'll have, uh, you know, John DiMaggio plays Bender, and, and, and yeah, a million of other characters, of course, and, like, just also explaining how to come up with characters. Like, they'll just go well, i mix uh this character and this character and then kind of throw in a little bit of this and then i just go out there and I go yeah that sounds great and like yeah, and you go oh okay like oh i throw in a little arnold schwarzenegger a little bit of uh, you know character from like this uh, obscure horror film and uh, jerry lewis and like i throw it all together here's the voice and it's like oh yeah with japanese you know with anime I tend to try to watch the Japanese version if I can. And, you know, people say, oh, you're, you're, you know, what, you don't like the dubs? You know what? That's how I got into anime was because of the English dubs. Like, like the first time I watched, you know, Vampire Hunter D, first time I watched, you know, Akira, it was the English versions. Like, you know, I, I, I don't like people that say like, no, I never, no, I, that's how I got into it and I enjoyed it. And then when I would seek out other anime and I was, then this is how I was showing my age. Also I would tape trade. Like I would actually buy tapes from like a guy. You didn't know if you were going to, you were going to get the tapes. You would send like a money order and wait and be like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to get these tapes. And you know, 99.9% of the time I did, I got tapes. It was like series, but it was all in Japanese. And that's how I, but with, with like the subtitles and I was like, Oh, this is also cool. So I go back and forth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it depends on the show. And like, again, you know, what I, what I like is they try to get better voice actors, at least like for some of the the bigger stuff, you know, like if you go going for like some smaller animated stuff, you'll get like worse people, you know, I mean, you'll get voice actors that kind of sound dumb. Lily Cat, you know, being an OVA, you know, which is a you know, basically a term for a straight to video movie. Yeah. Um, the voice acting is good for what it is. You know, some of it's a little corny, but like, okay, this guy just so happens to be Australian, with the weirdest mustache that is like going into his nose. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I don't know what you're going there for for their son. I don't know. But, but everyone else is like typical. And and the thing is, what I also like is like any good animation studio, all the characters are different, you know, ethnicities. It's not mm. everyone's Japanese. I can understand if everyone's Japanese, it's kind of weird if they're all speaking English. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like something like, you know, that's based in England, or not in Japan. And like, you know, if it's based in England, they should be speaking with English accents, not by first. So you know what I mean, and if it's in France, should be French, not speaking perfect English. But again, beggars can't be choosers, and ultimately, there's a lot of money here for that. So that's you know. But that's my long-winded saying. Like, if you like it dubbed, if you like it subtitled, both are good.
0: This is relevant to this film specifically because, um, and and kind of like you said, my my introduction to anime was. When I was actually in mm. high school, so kind of a late bloomer, Toonami on okay. Cartoon Network after nice. school, and they were playing, uh, I mean, Thundercats was always, but they were playing Robotech, mm-hmm. and they were playing Dragon Ball Z, and this was stuff that I had never, you know, Outlaw yeah. Star, this was stuff that I had never seen before, and it was, of course, all the dub yeah. stuff, but um, the producer of the American language, the, the the dubbed version of this, was a guy named Carl Masick, um, under a company called Streamline Pictures. And they're responsible for if you have seen any (laughs) seminal anime film dubbed into English, it probably came from his company because he did the original Vampire Hunter D. He did Speed Racer. He did Akira, Robotech, My Neighbor Totoro, and Kiki's Delivery Service, like just to name a few. And he's kind of at the heart of this subs versus dubs debate because on the one hand, he brought anime to a mainstream American audience. But on the other hand, purists and fans of the original are upset with the the cuts he made, the rewrites. Because if you've ever watched any film or TV series in both the subbed and dubbed things, like, it's not just like there's little changes to dialogue. Sometimes the dialogue is entirely yeah. different because they have to get to the heart of a concept of what they're saying in only a certain number of kind of syllables or words. So things can be wildly different i mean this this is video games too yeah. things that are imported from japan um you know relevant to my interest final fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. um we have the character of Ares um in um america but in japan she was Aerith. and there's just some weird translation thing that goes on there it's a whole big debate that i don't care to wade into but this is a thing and he is kind of if not the originator of it um one of the seminal figures in this whole philosophical yeah i mean that
1: though. that's been a thing going on for decades like with all the godzilla films when they came here change the title and then get a bunch of american actors you know to play the different characters and like same thing with martial arts you know like kung fu films you know like it's always happened i think you know while i'm might not you know purist and i you know i ultimately think i am a purist as well but it's the same thing with like any, like, Italian horror film, like any Lucio Fulci film, you could want you know, mm-hmm. like, nine, nine times out of ten, I've only seen the English versions because a lot of times those are the only versions that are actually, that were, like, kept in better condition. Like, the Italian versions, like, usually those films were made to be in English because they yeah. knew the, mm-hmm. there was more money to be made here. With this stuff, it's like, ultimately, I think if you... If you Find you know if you find it and you like it, you will seek more out, and and you know if you're a real yeah, fan I'm... like you know like you and I are of, of of like stuff, you're gonna look for like the original version. You're gonna look for the the non edited TV version. You know like because when I think of other things like you know certain movies, I the first time I saw them was on WPIX Channel Eleven, like here in New York City. Mm-hmm. They cut the shit. But, you know, in certain films, I, you know, I would be like, I'd watch a film, like, 10 years later, but, like, the real version on DVD, and I'd be like, oh, my God, what is it? Like, oh, they cut out all this nudity and violence? Like, not even realizing, mm-hmm. oh, it's an extra, like, 10 minutes of film I had never seen. And to me, that's, like, the fun of it, like, finding finding all this stuff. And, like, you know, like, something like Akira, if it wasn't for, like, that English dub that was so, like, one of the most popular of all time because like mm-hmm. everyone i know either either they got into anime because of akira or they watched it soon after getting into anime like that was the movie yeah. you had to mm-hmm. see like oh you never seen akira you know love it or or not like it and I, I i love akira still to this day but it's like i said it wouldn't have been and it's for, for me i have both versions on blu-ray it's sometimes weird for me to watch the Japanese version because it's like it's still a little bit foreign to me, pardon the pun. But it is like I I had watched the English version so many times that I kind of memorized it. So when I watch the Japanese version and see some of this stuff is a little different, and like, oh wow! And then and then reading the manga, manga it's completely yeah. you know it's like so much more epic and drawn out. Like it's to me, it's amazing still that they somehow fit. Like I don't have many issues that the actual manga was. It's just thousands mm-hmm. of pages into a two-hour movie. It's it's kind of mind-blowing. But it, you know, I think you'll have we'll have both types of people. I think if something is only like we could easily find it, like the English dub, watch that. But if you can watch one or the other, try the Japanese version. But again, with something like Lily Cat, there's not much difference. So really if if you're more comfortable watching the english version and it's like you you and i watched it both on the roku and that's where Mm -hmm. the english one is it's actually the most accessible one the japanese one i watched was on youtube through the same i think like the i forgot what the company is that put it out like and then like then like i joked with you earlier there's another version on youtube which is the uh the uh all violence towards cats version that was uh, so so <laughs> kind of blew my mind because i'm like wait what do you mean the all of it's animated what yeah they cut out six minutes i guess it's six minutes of of cat violence i don't remember that there's violence but it's not that much violence for cats in that you know what i mean there's...
0: yeah there's there's one yeah. graphic scene that's it like because the rest of it then is oh. violence against it's not a it's not violence against a cat. It's violence right. against a robot. And it's also it's up animated, so it's not even real. But
1: whatever. I guess someone wanted to make a weird edit, and they did. And I'm not watching that one. <laughs> anyway, if anyone wants to watch <laughs> it and tell us about it,
0: go at it. I don't know. Yep. Um, no, it, it's, it's, very, it's very odd. Um, and just the one point I have about yep. the Akira thing is probably the most disturbing thing about it for me when I first watched it, being a child that grew up in the 80s was the voice of Leonardo was the, yes. was the yes. main character. Oh. And I was like, what? No, he's supposed to right. be he's so wholesome. Like, right, cursing it and like, what? Leonardo, don't do that. Yeah. Um, But also, the, you know, it gave us the, I guess we can call it a meme of just like the motorcycle slide and how that has appeared in so many other, not just animated properties, but showed up in Nope, which yeah, is Yeah, really well, I mean, cool.
1: the hell, the Matrix does the, you know, like, I mean, the Wachowskis are yeah. big anime fans. We know, yeah. Huge so, anime, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, again, you, that's like the thing with anime like they'll copy stuff from like American like cinema but then we'll copy stuff from anime <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing like you <laughs> know with, with cool like big epic battles in space like Dragon Ball which is another series I only watched maybe three or four episodes and people go oh how could you call okay. yourself an anime fan I'm like I don't know I just never got into Dragon Ball I, I mean I could see the appeal it's just to me it just yeah. seemed like too much to get into it's like Wait, what is this is Dragon Ball, then this is Dragon Ball GT, and this is Dragon Ball... Uh,
0: now, James, GT is not canon, technically. Oh, it's not? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? No. I, 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 uh, Akira Toriyama was not involved in it. Um, oh, it okay. The, the only thing he contributed... Ugh, sorry, but if you're... <laughs> If you're this deep in the episode then yeah there we're, there's no hope for it anyway. Um the only thing he contributed was the form of the of uh the visuals for Super Saiyan 4. Oh. Um but but he was not involved in anything else. But then apparently some things in Dragon Ball Super are maybe retconning some stuff from Dragon Ball GT. I don't really know if you are into it by all means email us moviesofmadness at gmail.com. Um Dragon Ball Super is on my list of shows I want to watch eventually. I will never read the manga. I just I don't no, no, I don't have the time or the patience. But the the show I will eventually get around to. And actually during my paternity leave, um I started watching Dragon Ball GT because the entire thing is on Hulu. Oh, okay. Um but it, it had the some of the, you know, reminded me about what I hated the most about Dragon Ball Z was just like entire stretches of episodes of filler it's like uh, i don't i don't care just get to the get to the cool shit please i just want I, dragon Ball cool shit i remember my friend like in in
1: in high school was like ranting and raving about it was like i don't know if you said what i don't i don't know how many episodes it was but it was like a battle that went on for like six
0: or ten episodes like i don't More know that, i mean when, when goku was, and frieza fight for the first time that's that is many many episodes but at least yeah at that point because what was happening was, like, they were delaying because Toriyama was still writing the manga. Oh, okay. Um, So they had to draw it out because, like, we don't know. You know, it's basically they were going into production without the script, kind of. You know, wow, wow. So they're just like, okay, we could do a battle for
1: five episodes. Okay, and then we can kind of throw in little plot points from the comic.
0: Okay, yes, yeah. That's so kind of that, that kind of thing. Um, Anyway, we have... Diverged wildly from Lilycat because I, I don't I don't know how much more I have to say. Like you know, once again, if you've seen Alien, you've seen this movie. Um, yeah. and so I, but I, I think as a cultural touchstone, it's fascinating because of just how it was part of this conversation of, mm-hmm. um, you know, of what of of how people approach anime specifically in America. Oh, and also, Mike Reynolds, the guy that played the captain, um, died in July of last year. Aww. Almost, let me see. Aww. Approaching hundred years old, he was born in nineteen twenty nine, died in two thousand twenty two. So, like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, guy, guy hung on there for a long time. Wow, Mike Reynolds, um, good
1: for you. Wow, yeah, good for
0: him. Um, but yeah, also, um, you know, not even kind of like remotely Lovecrafty, and everything that yeah, happens is kind of done because of human, specifically corporate greed and intervention. Like this was, this was preventable kind of a thing. Um, and, and there were some nuggets in there that I think it could have touched on this idea of what it means to exist as a human in a universe that just keeps going. Once again, the captain's like, I'm 250 years old and I don't care about shit anymore because I'm so old. And everyone that I know is that I've loved is died and, and everything is different. Like there's, there's a cool thread there that the film doesn't really pick up on. Um, so there, there was, there, there could have been some stuff here. Once again, cool little movie. It's only an hour and seven minutes. Yeah. Um, if you watch the English dub. Uh, so it's certainly, I wouldn't, Advi- you know I wouldn't steer you away from it but also at the same time I, I don't think this is necessarily something you have to seek out unless you are a huge anime fan which at that in this case you may have seen this already.
1: I, what I what I say is like yeah not Lovecraft Lovecraftian it at all but if you're like me and you yeah. love a really good um, alien ripoff mm-hmm. watch it because like I, I I seek out the best and sometimes some of the worst alien ripoffs because. I, it's a thing like like you know alien ripoffs aliens ripoffs like those two films kind of like diverge in the sense like you know you have alien ripoffs which is like like leviathan you know stuff like that where it's like blue collar workers trying to just trying to make a buck and like they have to deal with this stupid corporation that's like fucking them over every time Mm -hmm. and then the aliens ripoffs tend to be the colonial Marines, you know, like, 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 you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something, some sort of space, like soldiers that it's crazy to think that, you know, he kind of, you know, James Cameron did kind of made that popular and Ridley Scott with, with his film did the other thing and popular and they kind of diverge and sometimes they get melted together, even in, even in the alien films themselves later on or Prometheus, you know what I mean? It's like kind of weird that everyone copies from each other and you know we might you know one one of these days soon you know do a couple of these uh alien ripoffs because some of them might be a little bit on the Lovecraftian side you know or at least at least a fun time you know well
0: leviathan is coming to your ears next summer yeah I
1: promise that 100
0: um should not have done the deep ones should have done leviathan it's okay but... it's okay
1: we we, we live and we learn you
0: know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that is a, that is our episode on um, Lily Cat, otherwise known as Computer Animalistic, <laughs> whatever. I've already, I've already forgotten. I have to keep looking it up and then forgetting what it means. But um, yeah, we are uh, the Cast of Cthulhu. Um, I am Jim Roner. Uh, that was James McCormick. I am Nolan Fixes Teeth on Twitter. James is Wonka Kills Kids, and we are Cast Cthulhu. Um, catch up on back episodes of the Cast of Cthulhu on cast of Cthulhu.podbean.com or on Battleship Pretension or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And you can email us at, at gmail.com, especially if you want to instruct us on the nuances of what in Dragon Ball is canon or not. <laughs> um, and then I'll read it out loud to James on our next episode. I'll listen. Um, speaking of our next episode, this is normally where we say, hey, it's October. Spooky season, here are the films we are going to cover. But we are not actually going to be covering any films. Don't worry, we are not quitting the show. We are not going away to prison. Um, no one is is terminal with anything. Though James is getting married in October. Yes,
1: I am. Yeah, definitely. um
0: and, and partially to allow him to focus on that as opposed to, well, when am I going to watch this thing? And how are we going to record? And what about the posting and the editing and all this kind of stuff? We are taking it a little bit easy. We're actually going to be doing some interviews with some pretty cool people. Yep. Now, I don't want to say who. Right. Just in case. Because, yeah, because partially I want to be to be surprised, but also n- none of it is actually fully locked in. Right. Yet. Yes. Um, but we're, we're going to be bringing you two pretty cool interviews, we hope, for the month of October. At the very least, one pretty cool. We always try and do something cool for, for listeners for October and for Christmas, and we are still trying to make that work. Um, but there are going to be no films that you will have to watch. Well, actually, it's not entirely true with one of our uh, potential true. interviews, but um, we won't be doing any reviews is basically what we're saying for October. We're going to be doing some interviews. James is going to be getting married. I'm going to be uh, doing stuff. I don't know, Who knows? <laughs> I've got I've got nothing special planned for October other than just surviving, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah but more or less being a dad. Come on. That's that's a full time job
0: right there. It is it is a full-time job. The says the guy who got 3 hours of sleep last night cuz his son is teething. Oh man. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun to wake up at one fifteen and then at 5:15. Um <laughs> and then yeah. uh, to record this wonderful episode for all you our dozens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so that is uh that is Lilycat. We have been the Cast Cthulhu. Uh, be sure to tune in next time where we will be having some type of pretty cool interview stay tuned to our twitter feeds because we'll be sharing as soon as we have everything locked down in the meantime we'll be waiting and dreaming with dead cthulhu in his house in raliyah